Caleb, there has been a development. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, um, as I'm sure you've noticed, Dylan's not here again. Dylan is not here again. Yeah. Um, so he's he's back with the Undertaker. We didn't sell him. Yeah, we did not sell him this time. No profit motive. Nope. Um, we're unsure of the nature of of his re rendezvous with the yeah. Undertaker. Yeah, we don't know if he went willingly or if the Undertaker just kind of zooped on out of here with him. Could be romantic. Could be romantic. Yep, I could totally see that. Um, but he's safe. We know he's safe. We just we don't know anything else. He just kind of he left on us. Yeah. This so week. yeah, no Dylan this week, which is kind of a shame because it's an angry week. This is an angry week, and we don't have our angry boy. Oh. We're going to have to get extra angry to cover up ground. I think it should be pretty easy to do. Yeah, considering the movie we watched. I mean, it's been, let's see, what t- it's Saturday today, and I watched Green Book on, I want to say, Monday. So it's been five days. So I yeah. need to rechannel the... Rechannel the rage. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. The rage is still bubbling for me. I've been yeah, thinking good. about it nonstop. Every single time I think about the movie, I get angry again. Oh, my God. Yeah. So should we just jump into the? I don't want to do a plot summary. Jesus Christ. Oh, we get. We have to. It's the formula. Don't worry. I've got my angry notes right here. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Before, oh man, I completely missed out on doing a bit about Vigo's accent accent at the beginning of the show. I I, I <laughs> it, totally should have started the show going like, Hey, Caleb. Guess what? <laughs> it's the green book episode it's the green book what are you i'm driving here I'm that was dr- the worst that was worse i'm than driving Vigo's. here um so green book directed by peter farrell from 20- Farelli. Farelli. oh i deleted the. i misspelled his name and 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 my google docs did not correct me what the fuck well directed by by that guy yeah um 2018 so Best, best picture, picture winner. This, this film first won Oscars. best picture. Wait, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Pause. Yep. Pause, 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 pause. Pause. Time out. I need to go get some dice because I'm rolling the wheel this week. Oh, okay, okay. We can also just do it on the spreadsheet. But No, I want to roll dice. When I haven't okay. done it yet. Magic rocks. While Ross goes and gets his magical number rocks, um, I'd like to remind our listeners that the Binge Picture Podcast has been endorsed by ASS. Um, if your company wants to endorse the Binge Picture Podcast, you can email us at bingepicturepod at gmail.com or reach us on our socials. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, yeah, again, BPP endorsed by ass. Here comes Ross. He's back. I'm back. I got All my right. couple dice. Ad libbing, uh, reminding our audience we're endorsed by ass. So. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, welcome back. You got your, your number rocks ready to roll? Got my clickety clackety purple math rocks. Beautiful, beautiful. I, right. it was, I actually woke up Emily. She was asleep on the couch. <gasps> and I... <laughs> oh, no. Okay, um, we're going to do it. So, 2018. There were a lot of movies that came out in 2018, and one of them was Green Book. According yep. to the Academy, the best one was Green Book. So, we got Tony Lip Valalonga. Um, the... No, he is just Tony Lip. He does not like Tony the Lip. Nope, Tony Lip. No articles in the name Tony Lips. Um, Vigo Mortensen, of course. He uh, works as a bouncer in the Copacabana Club in New York City, and he can only he can only be described as brutish. 
um, unintelligent and Italian. <laughs> it's nineteen sixty-two, uh, so he's kind of like the he's kind of a greaser, you know. Um, yeah. When the club, the Copacabana Club, closes down for renovations, um, and so he's looking for other jobs, and he hears of a potential chauffeur job, and goes to interview, and it turns out the job is to escort Doctor Don Shirley Mahershala Ali. Um, a very, very, very good actor. Indeed, in a, in a very, very, very yeah role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he won best supporting actor. He did. Okay. He did. Um, so he's a famous classical pianist. He's trying to go on a concert tour of the Deep South. It's 1962. Um, and Dr. Don Shirley is black so there's jim crow's going on and it's not a great time to be black in america but but then again when has it ever been yeah um so the record label gives tony who's taken the job um as an escort uh the record label gives tony a copy of the green book which was a guide for african americans traveling in the south and it shows safe places for them to stay and safe businesses they can shop at and restaurants and attractions and so on um tony lip is very not pleased about having to work for a black man but uh he he is incredibly racist yes um a job is a job though so he takes the job and the pair set off together on tour and so the train wreck begins um god fucking shit there's a scene where tony lip literally shoves fried chicken in don surly's face because how can a black man not enjoy fried chicken yeah it so I kept a counter. I called it my Vigo racism counter. And I marked down any time um, Vigo was racist. I only towards like a particular minority. And I got up to five. He was racist against African-Americans. He was racist against Asian people. He was racist against Germans, against Russians, and against the Irish. That's a good, that's a pretty good score. Um, yeah, it's you're, a, exhausting, yeah. you're exhausting races pretty quickly yeah um in this movie um but then that's why that's the way his character is supposed to be that's like they're trying to show that this is the time this and, is the 60s and he is supposed Everybody's to doing be it. he's supposed to be the lovable main character oh yeah he's our he's our our protagonist he's our boy we love ego this is a, <sighs> there's this another is scene the... there's another scene where tony lip is outraged to learn that shirley doesn't listen to his people's music, meaning like quote, that yeah, is a quote from the movie. Vigo yes. says they are they are Don Shirley's people. Quote: These are your people. Um, so I'd like to remind everyone that Shirley is a classical pianist. Um, so he's much more into Chopin and Beethoven than Chubby Checker. Um, but uh, Tony Lip can't comprehend that because Chubby Checker's black. How do you not listen to other black people make music? I don't know. It, it, the exactly. amount of insensitivity in this script that they try to play up as comedy is dude horrifying. Let me breeze through the rest of this and let's yeah. talk about the script. Yeah, just because... breeze through the plot because we got to yeah, fucking yeah. rip into this movie. Okay, there's one scene where Shirley has been detained in a YMCA. Basically what they're doing is they're traveling from, from concert venue to concert venue performing and uh, Tony Lip is escorting him through the racist south um 
But Shirley gets detained in a YMCA for being caught in a homosexual encounter with another white man. Um, and craftily, the geniuses behind this film give some screen time to a black cop um, in this scene just to diffuse the racial tensions because God forbid we take we make a strong statement. Um, uh, we see... we <laughs> Ross has his, his face in his hands. Um, it's just, let's just get through the plot. We got to get okay, through yeah, the plot. Yeah, yeah, so, so Don Shirley, Tony Lip, they sort of become buddies. And as they get further south, obviously things become more difficult for Shirley. Um, they get pulled over one night and harassed by the police. And the cop finds out that Tony is Italian. And he says like, hey, you're half a black guy yourself. And Tony's like, hey, what the fuck? I'm not black. And he punches the guy back, uh, the cop. And so they get detained, thrown in jail. And Shirley lectures Tony about how dignity always prevails over violence, which is a great both sides message, um, and negotiates a phone call to a, a lawyer, except it's not just any lawyer. He calls Robert Kennedy, who was the attorney general of the United States at the time. The cops get scared. They let them go. They make it to Birmingham, Alabama, which is the last show of the tour. And Shirley's playing in a whites only country club. Um, and he tries to eat at the club restaurant before his show and is refused on account of his race by uh, Irwin, the handyman from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh, yeah, that was Irwin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Brian Stepanek, um, very racist white man, his character. Not Brian uh, Stepanek, gives, his character. <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry. Um, he gives the club, Don Shirley gives the club like an ultimatum, like, hey, if I can't eat at your restaurant, like I'm not going to perform here, they don't let him eat. Uh, so they storm out of the venue and they go to a blues club nearby where Shirley is pressured by Tony Lip to do an improvised performance with the jazz band. And thus, Tony Lip helps Don Shirley discover his people's culture. Uh, and the two drive back together to NYC. Only there's a snowstorm at the end and oh, they're, they're, they're struggling to get home to NYC by, uh, I don't know why I'm saying NYC, New York City uh, in time for Christmas. And another cop pulls them over, just like before. Um, only this cop is a hero. And he helps them change their tires. Because really, cops are mostly good. And not because racist. they're back and, in the good old north and not the hor- hor- horrifically racist south. And they get home in time for Christmas. Yeah, and then that's the end. Fuck. Best picture winner. Two thousand. Are we just going to start ripping into this fucking movie? Let's do it. Um, okay, I'm going to start out with the low-hanging fruit here. Okay. Vigo's accent. Holy <laughs> fuck. It was uh like I didn't think I had a problem with it, but the more I heard it, the more I was like, okay, buddy. All right. I don't he, know. It was it was something all right. He played the human embodiment of the phrase, hey, forget about it. And he got a fucking Oscar nomination for it. Bro, it was like Jersey Shore. Yeah, it was fucking well, worse. Except, except fake, because I guess Jersey Shore is sort of authentic in their yeah. accents at least and vigo's not that's not vigo's normal voice no <laughs> it's not like, um uh, i've got a lot of notes yeah i would say to succinctly sum up my thoughts about the movie that it's, it's a movie about racism that was made for 70 year old white people to make them feel better about their racism yeah um and, and um, that's it uh, so I, I let's see where is this Oh, here it is. Um, I wrote that this movie is fo- focuses on how Southern racism makes the white main character feel bad. It's like it makes yeah. the message of this movie is all about, oh, if we're just nice to each other, we can fix all these problems. 
Right. And Dignity like, always prevails. But it just completely ignores all the systemic issues. And um, it's it, it's a white man's look at a black man's life. If you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. total white savior vibes. Like, the whole thing about how... Um, Shirley... Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, the like... savior of Gondor and white people everywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry, black people everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's It tries to argue that a black man could not embrace his own identity without the help of a white man. Yeah. Um, but it also says, like, a black person's identity. It, I mean, it doesn't make any assumptions, I suppose. Tony Litt makes assumptions about what a black person's identity should be. Yeah. And in the end, he does. He helps Doc Shirley become the version of a black person that Tony Lip thinks he should be. Yeah. It's just rather than just saying, like, hey, like, you can't put everyone in the same box on account of their race because everybody's different and everybody's an individual. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Like it's there is zero nuance. There is zero subtlety in this script. It is just, let's laugh at this oafish white dude because he's super racist and no one's like this anymore. So we have, we can just laugh at it now. <laughs> hey, and remember no, when we were all like this? Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck are you on about? My favorite part about this script is that it was written by Tony Lip's son who did yeah. not contact or consult Doc, uh, like the yeah. Doc Shirley's family. Yeah. I, I wrote that down. They never talked to Don Shirley's family because the movie portrays him as kind of isolated from his family and separate from the, and not involved in like um, the civil rights struggle. And his family came out afterwards and were like, no, he wasn't estranged from us at all. And the guy f- marched at fucking marched in fucking Selma. Like mm-hmm. Don Shirley was in the civil rights movement. So for you to fucking wipe that shit out and make it seem like he wasn't really a part of all that, like it's, it's, it's just fucking ridiculous and it's insulting. Yeah. There were so many times where like, it's like he'd never, he had no idea what to do in the Southern United States. Like at Alabama, yeah. he had no idea what to do uh, without Tony Lip's help. Yeah. And, and Tony Lip would show up like at the last second when, he, like, he would Deus Ex Machina everything for yeah. Like Doctor Shirley. Shirley would just like wander off and go into some bar like late at night, and he gets beat up because he's in Alabama, and and Tony Lip arrives last minute to save the day. Mm-hmm. Like, like and I said, it's him. fucking white savior, white savior vibes. Absolutely. It's fucking ridiculous. It's uh, it's something else. The 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 worst part is the year this came out. The other films that came out this oh, year. Gee. Are we and. This is going to be a short fucking episode. Just, Holy shit. Dude, I mean, th- when you when you put it into historical context of the 2017-2018, I know. This this is what is we that, choose to champion. And you and when you look at it in like so this one in 18 and then when you look at one for 17 and 19, 6 even even going back to 2016, when you have Moonlight in 2016, you have Shape of Water in 2017, then fucking this and then in 2019 <laughs> we have parasite it's like it's like three, what happened like what the 
fuck were they thinking? It's like in this, like they looked at the past two years and like, hey, you know, all this goodwill we've built up over the past couple of years, we're cashing all that in right now to make one huge fucking mistake. I mean, uh, it's so egregious. And, and, and just the, the, like, if you remember all the stuff that happened, like Charlottesville, um, all the, all the, civil unrest and and violence yeah because this was right after 2017 yeah this was this came out in 2018 so yeah this was a year after charlottesville and like (laughs) we have a movie that very directly from a black person's perspective does commentary on charlottesville are we talking about my boy spike lee yeah oh you know you know spike lee's my best friend i watched spike lee movie today oh did you really yeah i watched he got game it was good that's nice not my favorite Um, spike but it was very good still because it's spike because it's Spike. Spike yeah. Lee used to shop at the grocery store I used to work at. Um, he's cool. I love Spike Lee so much. And I only want him to be happy. He buys organic. Good. I mean, I, 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 that, I, knowing what I know about Spike, that, that checks out. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that those were options for Best Picture this year, and we're just like, eh, let's, uh, we don't want to be too divisive. <laughs> it's just so looking- frustrating. Looking at the other nominees for this for 2018. Yeah, it's a good segue. Um, well, before we do that, actually, um, Dylan texted us and said his rating for the movie is a z- excuse me is a 0.9 out of 10. So Caleb, what's yours? He wouldn't give us <laughs> he wouldn't give us any more justification, and I don't think he needs to. We he also sent a it. delightful message um, about his time with the Undertaker, and it sounds like they're getting along very well. So stay yeah. tuned. Um, so I, I gave it a three out of ten. A three um, out of ten. And I'll tell you, it, it was less boring than some of the other movies we've watched. Yes, I will say it was not as boring. If, if we're going to say anything nice, and it might just be because I was pissed off the whole time. Yeah. And so it when it, it went by faster. But it has it has a best picture sort of pace, I will say. Yeah. It um, it, it was a little over two hours, I think. It was like two fifteen, something like that. Yeah, and, and I think I mean, simply because the commentary was atrocious, horrible. I, I I give it a three out of ten, but I don't I don't think it was that much worse than our boy Ron Howard's A Beautiful Mind. Oh, I I, I really put, don't. So Ron Howard's so A Beautiful Mind is a horrifying portrayal of mental illness and the treatment of mental illness. Um, this is they're bad in, for different reasons. They're bad for very different reasons. Green Book takes a look at the United States's history with, of racism and the United States's history of how it has treated its um, black population. And it basically throws all of the systemic issues out the fucking window because it's like, Oh, this all happened in the past. It doesn't matter anymore. We can laugh about all this shit now. When in reality, the sh- it doesn't even really take a look at that stuff. Historically. Yeah, it, doesn't- it just says, Hey, uh, Remember, like, it, it literally, I feel like, calls back to people's memories because the target mm-hmm. audience is older, older yeah, white folks. exactly. It's like, hey, you guys, you grew up doing this. You remember this? See, everything's fine now. Like, it's, it, it's just, it's so insensitive. And the things that it tries to play off as comedy are just horribly racist. <laughs> so 0.9 from Dylan, three for me. How about for you? I'm it's a one it's a just a okay one. well i feel like an outlier now holy yeah. shit um 
but I, I gave I gave a beautiful mind three point five. So so this is still your bottom. It's um, bottom, but it's like it's not. Our it's average... terrible because of its politics, but it's not. Mm. I don't know. See, I can't. I can't get past the movie's politics. I really can't. It's. It I, just yeah. pisses me off so fucking much. It's comfortably the bottom of the ones we've watched so far. Uh, especially going by an average rating, it is a one point six three. Hey, go Green Book! Go Green Book! One Which point. Puts it, what? What? That was a. Was that a one, three? A thousand. A three. A, a three. One point six three. One point six. Point nine for Dylan, a one for me, and a yeah. three for you. Which let me, do pull, it. let me pull up our BPP ranked list real quick. I have to find it on Letterboxd. But it's I absolutely. Believe, oh, it's far and away our bottom movie. Um, it is way down there. Here we go. So previously, our worst movie was A Beautiful Mind with an aggregate score of 2.5. So almost a full okay. point below what oh, yeah. used to be our bottom movie shit because it fucking sucks well it's... ross only up from here right I mean, honestly yeah like out of let's see let's pull up my 2018 ranked list because i've got i'm sure i've seen more than this now but i've got 46 movies on my 2016 ranked list 18 or 16 18 okay and Green Book ranks 45th out of 46. That's that says something. Yep. Um, yeah, because there were some great movies that came out and in 2018. Even, even ignoring the movies at the Oscars, 2018 is a fucking stacked year. Yeah. So you want to get really, into it? I mean, let's get into it. Um, also, in my notes, I also, I, before we do that, in my notes, I also marked down that this is the worst Best Picture winner of the 2010s by a wide margin, and it's, it might be the worst one ever. Yeah, I think we all agree this. Um, I remember this is funny because this was, you may have graduated, but I remember Dylan and I were in, we were in like film school yeah. when this happened. And, yeah, and I, I graduated. Yeah, I graduated December of 2017, and this one best picture right in 20 about a year later. A year later, so yeah. So you want you're in film? Uh, let's yes, give it to me. All right, so Green Book obviously won best picture, which fucking sucks. Um, it also hold on, I put my notes away. Let me grab them real quick. So Green Book got wins for best picture. Mahershala Ali got best supporting actor, and it won best original screenplay. <laughs> okay sure it, it beat the favorite uh, it beat it the have you seen the favorite um i have not seen the favorite oh it's so that's good. one from 2018 i haven't seen but what were the other ones do you have the list up of all the nominees for best original screenplay oh yeah i can pull it up real quick i got the whole oscars because, pulled up right here so because, green book beat the favorite um directed by yorgos lanthimos it beat first reformed yeah it beat Roma, which is the bad, okay. like, which, holy shit, how can you beat yeah, Roma? Yeah, that's Roma what I was, was thinking. And it beat um, the Dick Cheney movie, Vice. Vice. Mm-hmm. So, and Fat so, Christian Bale. Yeah. And then it all, so, and Mahershala Ali got Best Supporting Actor. He beat Adam Driver in Black Klansman. <laughs> he beat okay. um, Sam Rockwell in Vice. He beat Sam Elliott in A Star is Born, which 
I actually kind of liked A Star is Born. It didn't seem like it would be something I would be super into, but I thought it was actually pretty good. And yeah, then, I mean, if if there's one thing you want to award from Green Book, it's Mahershala Ali. Yeah, the, Even though he's come back and renounced his role. And, oh, yeah, like, he's apologize. come back and said this was a fucking mistake. Yeah, but uh, he still, nonetheless, as you would expect from him, gave a wonderful performance. Mm-hmm. And um, then Vigo got a Best Actor nod, but he lost <laughs> to Rami, Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody. Or as ah. I like to call it, Bohemian Crapsody. Because <laughs> that's another movie that just kind of glosses over big parts of its uh, uh, main yeah. character's life. Yep. Um, and then it got a nod for film editing, which it lost to, I want to say Roma, but uh, don't quote me on that. Let me scroll. Th- it's always, film editing is like the last one I list on here. Why it was special. Oh, maybe... fuck. It lost a fucking Bohemian Raps- Crapsody for film yeah. editing too. But what was special about Green Book's editing? I don't fucking know, man. It was so well, by the I book. Mean, I mean, the pace, the pace was good, but I mean, like, it, yeah, the pace was fine. I don't have a problem with how it was paced. It was half the movie. Well, I don't know. Yeah, half the movie was a camera in the passenger seat of a car. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that would know. be cinematography, but you, but you still got to edit it to make it feel true. Yeah, and Im- like immersive or like make the spaces bigger, but. Mm. Jesus. So you want to hear the other best picture nominees for this year? Because there's some really fucking good ones. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go from the ones that I think are not as good to the ones I think are really good. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and Vice. Crapsody. Bohemian yeah, Crapsody, Vice. of course. Um, which I don't think Remy Malik should have got Best Actor. Um, I don't think any of the nominees should have won Best Actor. Out of any of the nominees this year, I think it was should have been Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born. Really, I remember yeah. there was a lot of momentum behind um, Christian Bale's performance in Vice. Yeah, he didn't get nominated. Oh, he didn't. Nope. I thought you just said he did. Oh, these these are best. Pictures. Oh, wait, no, no, I'm yeah, sorry. he did. Yeah, he did. My mistake. I he thought did. he did. Yeah. I was. I misread the thing. I thought he was like the favorite, just because of all the like the the, the academy loves it when actors gain or lose the a method lot of weight actor. for a role yeah. yeah yeah um but anyway so the other nominees black panther which is kind of notable it's the first big superhero movie to get a best mm-hmm. picture nomination which i yeah, think black a huge panther movie. i like black panther i thought it was i think it's fun um and then a star is born and then my three favorites coincidentally the favorite okay and then our buddies alfonso cuaron with Roma and that still makes me so angry. <laughs> I know. And Spike Lee's Black Klansman, man. Ugh. Both, Which, either I, one. Either one of those two. Like not, I don't think either one of those would be my it's I don't think either one of those make my top three for the year. But Ooh, really? I would be interested to hear your top the, three for the year. They are both they're fourth and fifth, respectively, but my top three for the year are the favorite um Spider Man into the Spider Verse and Assassination Nation, which Okay, really? It's very divisive critically, but it's interesting. I don't I have not seen hell. Assassination Nation. Dude, it's on Netflix. No, it's on, it's okay. not on Netflix. It is on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Okay, let me write nice, this down. It is a nice tight hour 45, I think. It's not super long. Okay. No, it, it's I'll get to watch. I'll report hour, back. Yeah, it's an hour and 50 minutes, so it's a quick watch. Um, it's kind of a slow burn until about the halfway point, at which point okay. it just fucking explodes into chaos. And it's incredible. Assassination. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, give it a watch. I'm, I'm curious. But how... Uh, I think we're aligned that it had to go to Black Klansman, right? 
I would also I would make an argument for Roma too. Yeah, Black I'm, like, I think... my favorite of all was Roma, um, uh-huh. and I don't I don't know what they take into account over there at the at the academy, especially when but, they um, give it to like the, especially when the last two years were The Shape of Water and Moonlight mm-hmm. to then go and give to like focus on a story about a gay black man and then focus on a story about a mute woman and this whole with themes of um, minorities taking agency for themselves and fighting power and And then then to to go to a story about another gay black man except from the point of view of the white man who escorts him across the united states of america yeah and and then to go next year yeah and give it to a a fucking korean movie about class struggle like what the Mm -hmm. what fucking drugs is are the academy on like what the fuck who knows dude it doesn't make any sense but it just like literally the only thing that changes in my world is what movie i have to watch next week for the binge picture podcast yeah i um i rewatched assassination nation this week to kind of cleanse my palate yeah (laughs) which you have to do Uh after Um, green book yeah, it was a year of bad wins, dude. It was a year of really bad wins because Green Book got best picture and it got best screenplay, and then Rami Malek and Bohemian Rhapsody getting um, act, acting best and actor. editing. Yeah, just mm. not a good year. And they didn't even nominate um, If Beale Street Could Talk for best yeah, picture. There which were was so incredible. many other ones. Was this The Hate You Give as well? Was that this year? I have not seen that. Another... I've read the book, and the book's incredible, but yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet. And I think it came out this year. I it believe... may have been the year before. I'm trying to think back to when I was reading the list earlier in the in the week, but I think it did. Uh-huh. Um, another great story of race, and but but <laughs> better than Green Book, I'll say Be- that. Yeah, better than fucking Green Book. Um, a couple snubs I want to talk about at the Oscars this year, nomination wise. John David Washington did not get a Best Actor nomination for Clan- Black Klansman. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> and, to- and Tony yeah. Collette for Hereditary didn't get nominated. Yeah, that was a great performance yeah. too. Was, yeah. The movie was amazing, but Tony Collette was fantastic. Yes. Who won Best Actress? Best Actress. This year? Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, which I'm not, which I'm not okay. arguing about. Olivia Coleman was incredible in The Favorite. I hold like I think going into it, everybody was like, "Oh, Glenn Close has got this. Glenn Close is going to win it." Right. And then Olivia Coleman got it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Because <laughs> um, I'm firmly on board with the give every single cast member of Hot Fuzz an Oscar at some point in their careers, and <laughs> Olivia Coleman's the first domino to fall. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I uh, positive things about this Oscars this year. Spike got his first Oscar. What do you get? Oh, right. He got it for screenplay for Black Klansman. For he didn't even get, he didn't get fucking nominated for best director though. Yeah. So take the good with bizarre. the bad. But at least Spike got a, an Oscar. He got something from the Academy, so yeah. that's good. And Alfonso Cuarón got um, best director for Roma, which he is did. very good. Yeah, Roma well deserved. Great. And I think Alfonso Cuarón is one of the better filmmakers working today. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, Roma was my favorite from this year i mm. think i have trouble grappling with favorite and best picture winning yeah um, so i think i think black Klansman should have won best picture this year but i think roma was my favorite movie yeah like uh, assassination nation's my favorite from this year but i'm on the black Klansman train yeah 
I mean, um, it's just, it was so fitting. Yeah. Was... With everything going on culturally at the time. Yeah. And with how fucking good it was. And it was fantastic. It was like, yeah, it's, it was like, it was Spike Lee's best movie since Do the Right Thing. Like his best movie yeah. since Do the Right Thing. No, like, that's it. No love. Well, a little love. Yeah. One love for one love. One love. Um, just so, no nominations. Like, what? It, Doesn't make any sense. It's just ridiculous. Anyway. And, um, you want to hear about the box office? Because the box yeah. office had some pretty big moments this year. Okay. So in fifth place, we have Aquaman. Ah. Which was so dumb, but I love it. It's just so <laughs> dumb and it knows it's dumb. Never saw it. it. Just, it's just along with the ride. If you have HBO Max and you have two and a half hours to kill, I'd recommend it because it is pretty long. All right. Uh, it's, I guess it's on my list. I have no interest. Uh, yeah. It, it's nothing special. <laughs> it's nothing special. It's just dumb and fun. Um, okay. The Incredibles 2 in fourth place. Um, really? Fourth? I would have expected that yes. much higher. Uh, well, when you hear the top three, you'll understand. Okay. Uh, third place, we have Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> In second place, we have Black Panther. Okay. Which, as far as MCU goes, I think is in the top upper tier of MCU movies. Yeah, that was one I've seen. One of the few I've seen that I enjoyed. Mm. Is the is this a Star Wars year? It is not a Star Wars or year. It's another Marvel movie. It is an Avengers year. Avengers, okay. Avengers Infinity War, the uh, best Avengers movie, uh, topped the box office by, I think, a pretty big margin. Damn. Um, damn you, wanna, Disney. I know. Do you want to hear about some... Uh, <laughs> oh, this year was a good, a good year because it was one of the um, rare years where Disney or Pixar did not get best animated feature. Um, Spider-Man, oh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I the did best. Say, yeah. Sorry. I did some digging and Disney Pixar have won 15 out of the total 21 um, best animated feature Oscars awarded. Yeah. It may, I mean, it makes sense. Did, did I, anything win in like the two thousands? Like I anything mean, since, other than Disney? Since 2010. Since 2010. Oh, Besides no, Spider-Verse. Hold on. Let me pull that list. I had it. At, I had it pulled up earlier. But That's an interesting, interesting tidbit. Yeah, we got this. Okay, so Academy Award for Best Animated Feature Film. Winners and nominees. So, let me scroll the 2010s. Because oh, I can't fuck. think of anything like How to Train right, so Your Dragon. To, didn't which got fucking snubbed. How to Train Your Dragon yeah. should have won at least once. I know, those, um, are, those are good. Yeah, so 2010. Would have given one to Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs, perhaps. Uh, Sorry, which uh, that one I know it got nominated I think it got nominated but it lost so 2010 Toy Story 3 beats How to Train Your Dragon 2011 um, was Rango so not a Disney movie oh okay uh, Disney movie did not get nominated in 2011 wow what was the <laughs> annual Pixar from 2011 <laughs> um, I don't I don't remember yeah I don't know who cares and then Disney wins in 2012 with Brave um, and they I beat think it was Pirates. Cars 2 it may have been Cars too, yeah. They beat um, Frankenweenie, Paranorman, and the Pirates Band of Misfits, which I think it should have been Pirates. Pirates is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, 2013, I'm going to be like, okay. Actually, fuck, no, never mind. Frozen won in 2013, which I like Frozen. Frozen's good, but also when Hayao Miyazaki releases his last movie and you don't give it to Hayao Miyazaki. <laughs> yeah. Because The Wind Rises is probably top two or three for really i haven't seen the wind rises oh it's so good it's it's much more mature 
Hmm. Um, okay. And like I said, it's the last movie Miyazaki made. He's working on another one right now, but it's not coming out for another like two years. So hmm. it's the most recent Miyazaki. Um, and then 2014, we have another one where Disney should not have won. Big Hero 6, which don't get me wrong. I like Big Hero 6. I think it's a lot of fun. But How to Train Your Dragon 2 should have beat it. Damn, How to Train Your Dragons. I know. And then 2015 was Inside Out. Um, I don't have a huge problem with that one, but I like Shaun the Sheep a little better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, 2016, it was Zootopia. 2017 is Coco, which no, I have no complaints there. Coco mm -hmm. leaves me a fucking emotional mess by the end. Coco is good. Now, what's 2018? The Isle of Dogs year as well? Yeah, Isle of of Dogs came out in 2018. Um, but again, Spider Verse one, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's that's totally fine with me. Spider Verse like stop motion. Oh, I love stop motion, uh, especially when it's a Wes Anderson stop motion. Yeah. And then in 2010, 2019 and two thousand twenty, we're back on the Disney Disney Pixar train with a uh, Toy Story four and Soul. Um, and I think Klaus or How to Train Your Dragon three should have beat Toy Story four, and I think um, Wolf Walkers should have beat Soul this year. At, at a certain point, it just becomes the the clout of the franchise yeah and like i don't have rides everything else and i don't have a problem with soul like i think soul was really good and i think it's a worthy winner but it a lot of the times it feels like the academy is just like okay what the fuck did pixar release this year okay give it to them yeah well that and i meant with toy story 4 specifically like oh yeah toy story 4 specifically it's just like ah toy story's back we never thought we did another toy story movie we're gonna give it to them and don't get me wrong i think toy story 4 was better than toy story 3 i love toy story 4 but it, Toy Story is great. Yeah, it's great, but I don't think it should have. But you won. don't give Toy Story an award just for being Toy Story. Exactly, I don't know. which I think was kind of what they were doing. Um, do you want to hear about the other big releases? Big releases that we haven't really talked about yet. There's more. Yes, dude. 2018 is a fucking stacked year. Which, when you hear these movies, you're going to be like, "How the hell did Green Book win?" <laughs> Every um, movie we've listed could yeah. have won over Green Book in my book. Yeah, so um, a movie I know that you are a huge fan of, You Were Never Really Here. Mm-hmm. I um, love You Were Never Really Here. It's fantastic. Lynn Ramsey deserved a de- director mm, nomination. She did. Um, um, as we've already mentioned, Assassination Nation and If Beale Street Could Talk, which both were great. Mm-hmm. Um, then The Coen Brothers, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, ah, which I'm not, I'm not crazy about, but it's, you know, it's fun. Then it Isle of fun. Dogs. Then we had Game Night, which you have not, if you haven't seen Game Night, highly recommend. It's just a good That's fun with Rachel comedy. McAdams, right? Yes. I haven't Rachel seen McAdams. Game Night, but it's good. I hear good highly recommend. Um, and then um, Spider Verse, and then my other big three for the year Hereditary, Mission Impossible Fallout, which is one of the best uh, big blockbuster action movies so good. in recent memory. Fallout's so good. Mission Impossible franchise is amazing. Yes, except for MI2, which is... Well, even still, like, still if you fun. look at it as a whole body of work, it's, yeah, it's, none of them are bad. Yeah. I mean, MI2 MI is, yeah, Mission Impossible 2 is still like a John Woo movie. So, like, I am going to have fun with it. Right. Yeah. You're going to be entertained. You will be entertained. And, um, Caleb, do you want to hear what should have been nominated for and should have won best picture in 2018 but got zero love from the academy even though it is now the highest rated movie in rotten tomatoes history holy shit yes i do is it what is it 
It's Paddington 2. <laughs> I knew it. It's our lovable little marmalade-loving stuffed bear. It's, it's everybody's favorite bear. Well, I like Pooh better, but Paddington oh. is very close second place, and those movies I, are just oh, they're amazing. I will never It's unbelievable. Forget. The first time I watched Paddington 2, I just had the biggest smile on my face yeah. the whole time. Until they the end, when so it so fun and so wholesome. Until the end, <laughs> until the until the end, when they just make you <laughs> sob. I know. I was about to say, and so like cheerful and and just feel good until the end. Well, you still feel but, good at the end, but you're just like, oh my god. Yeah, it's it's sentimental is the word. Yeah, um, and like I said, it is now the highest rated movie in Rotten Tomatoes history, and Citizen Kane can eat shit. <laughs> Uh, Paddington Bear, dude. Are they making more? They're making more, uh, right? I think they're working on a third one. Which I think I, I heard would, that. I think they started. Yeah. Um, which again, I will absolutely be in the theater opening night to see because the Paddington franchise oh, is perfect. Midnight premiere, buddy. Midnight premiere, Paddington. Hell yeah! Take my money. Yes. How long has we been going? Because I feel like forty-five minutes, dude. We have been yeah. going, man. Well, it's when we start talking about animation and Paddington and, and start we stopped about... like Green Book's like 15 minutes of content. <laughs> yeah, Green Book. This is not the Green Book episode. This is the every other movie in 2018. This is episode. the how long can we avoid talking about Green Book episode? Yeah, because Green Book fucking sucks. Yeah. Also, the, can we talk about the other movies that Peter Farrelly has directed? I don't know anything about Peter Farrelly. Okay. Um, what else? So Peter Farrelly's filmography include is Green Book. And then Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> oh, I did read this. I did. <laughs> so, so Green Book should have been called Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Basically. Oh, Dumb and Dumber, and what else? Because I did see this not, list at some oh, point. I'm not done. And then um, there's something about Mary, better. which yeah. there's something about Mary's right. fine. I don't have a problem with yeah. that one. And then Osmosis Jones, which... Okay, also. Can you juxtapose uh, juxtapose all of these movies next to each other? It's just it fucking hilarious. quite something. And um, uh, Shallow Hal, which... <laughs> ooh, that one. So Peter Farrelly's got two movies that are, I believe the technical term is a cringe out of 10. Well, how does one... Like, what? How does he get Green Book? I have no idea how he got Green Book. <laughs> I have no idea. There is nothing about his prior filmography that screams, "Hey, I'm interested in Green Book." Much, yeah. much less like someone saying, "Hey, you should direct Green Book." Yeah, my like, guess is he was friends with the with. Oh, he apparently wrote it with um, Tony Lip's with, uh, son. He probably Lip wrote Junior. it. Oh boy, uh, Nick Vallelonga was in the movie as one of uh, Viggo Mortensen's I... racist cousins. <laughs> he had to write himself in as that. Yes. Meanwhile, there's also a small child playing the real life him. <laughs> Dude. I, back it's, green book. it's just such a mood killer. I hate it. It is. Yeah. You want to talk about Paddington some more? Because I love Paddington. I'll happily talk about Paddington for hours. <laughs> we love Paddington. Pa- we like, should this do... Is... Well, should we do the wheel? Or are we... Do you want to keep talking about Paddington? <laughs> We can um, do a Paddington uh, bonus episode. There's a really good Chaplin reference in Paddington too, which I really like. 
it's when he's stuck in the gears. It's like in modern times, he was like winding his way through those gears, you know? Yeah. Love Paddington yeah. so much. I will absolutely <laughs> do a bonus episode about Paddington at some point. We should do a we should do a Paddington watch through and do some bonus Paddington episodes. Absolutely. That would be great. And I know um, Dylan loves those too, so yeah. Oh, that that can be a, that we can make that a little uh, competition on Twitter if we can get up to like twenty five or fifty followers. We'll do a Paddington episode. Hell yeah! All about it. All right, ready for the wheel? Let's do that wheel. Um, All right. Well, shit, Green Book's off, so this Green is a lot off. less nerve wracking now. There's still a few where I don't want to watch them, but now the big ones off the table, so it yeah. is. Yeah, we'll get it over with early. Of relief for me. Dude, I swear almost... to God, if we. I swear to God, if we get driving Miss Daisy next, though, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> what? Oh, why do you have to say that, dude? <laughs> oh, God. That would be the worst one-two punch of all time. Also, I've we're got... like 10% through this. Yeah, I know. Like, um, once we get, once we, that next episode will be like 10% through. Yeah. Pretty um, cool. So before we do that, what number is driving Miss Daisy? Um, so on my list, driving Miss Daisy is, I'm going to have to control F. I can't find it. Uh, so driving Miss Davy, Daisy is number 62 on 62, so this list. 62 and I think 70. Oh shit, I dropped my dice. Uh, 62 and 75, I think are my big no-no numbers right now. 75? It's like cra- Crash is like 75 or 76. Crash is 78. So let's roll see what we get. Yep. All right, so here we go. Just. Oh boy, it's gonna be one of those two now, you asshole. Ninety. Oh, oh, oh ooh. Shape of water. That's, that's the shape of water. Shape of water. We can handle the shape of water, dude. BPP stands behind the shape of water. BPP Guillermo stands Guillermo del Toro in every circumstance. Absolutely. All right. I have the. I own Shape of Water on Blu-ray too, so this will be super oh, easy for me. Very nice. I think. Can you stream it? It's on, on Hulu. Like, I think. It's on, I think Hulu? it's on Hulu. Okay. It was somewhere. Um, we'll update y'all on socials where you can stream the shape of water along with us. Yep. Um, that is um, such a relief. I was yeah, really worried especially about. After, I think shape of water might top unforgiven for me because I love shape of water. Shape of water was very good. I remember mm-hmm. I saw it in the theater and I was, Ooh, it also gives me an excuse to watch, watch get out again because get out's fucking great. Ooh. Ooh, and it was this year too. 2017 was another good year for it, films. It, so we'll, Logan. We had 20, Blade Logan, Runner. Shit. We should um, all watch Logan Noir. Yeah, we had. Uh, oh, um, fucking Good Time. Have you seen Good Time? Dude, Good Time, one of my favorite movies of all time. I love. I'm good watching time. Good Time this week. Yeah, I'm gonna watch like Get non-negotiably. Out, I'm I'm gonna watch Get Out and I'm gonna watch Logan. I haven't and seen Jay, Logan in a minute. I'll watch Logan too. Logan's one have, of the top three superhero movies of all time. I gotta make a lot of movie time this this week that's awesome shape of water hell yeah yes um, very excited so um, very good. Bef- before we go i'm not going to say the movie name but other than the movie that sh- that shall not be named what should have won best picture this year i think we both agree on what it should yeah have. we've said it black clansman yeah, black clansman so yeah it could have been book. roma i'd be fine with roma fuck green book i would have been fine with roma black clansman or the favorite or fuck it a star is born i don't give a shit how about uh, how about fuck. into the spider-verse Spider-Verse like, could have won it. Dude, come Paddington. On. Paddington. Paddington. So many options. Suckering, but. And they literally picked the worst one. My second least favorite movie of 2018. Well, Ross, have we hammered it home enough? I think we have. I think we've hammered right. it home enough at least. Okay. Next week, 
things Actually, are looking oh, up. Things are getting I, better. I forgot to do this last time Dylan wasn't here, but you can, <laughs> but, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, binge picture. You can send us an email at bingepicturepod at gmail.com. Um, like the binge picture podcast on Facebook. And if you like the show, um, rate and review us on um, Apple podcasts and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I really, I need to check our distribution list because I cannot remember where all we're available. Just wherever you get your podcast. Pretty much wherever you get your podcast. If we're not, hit us up. If if we are not on your preferred podcast service, let us know. We will come to you. Yes, we will come to you. We're not coming to your house. We'll just all email you the episode. How's that sound? If if you want us to come to your house, though, you just buy us some plane tickets. We'll we'll get there. Yeah. We'll, We'll go on tour. BPP on tour. BPP Just, on uh, tour. We'll uh, do an episode live from your garden shed or whatever. Garages. Uh, Garages will be good recording space. You pay for us to go there, we'll go there. Yeah, exactly. Pay, if you pay us to come to you, we'll happily come to you to record a podcast Absolutely. in your house. Or, yeah, I mean, your house, your closet. Anywhere. Wherever you want. All right. That's all for today, guys. We will see you next week for a much better movie. Ah, oh, fuck Green Book. Fuck Green Book. It's over. Thank God it's over. Thank, thank God. Thank God.